You're listening to the Build Shaves Podcast, presented by Midco Sports Network. Thanksgiving might be behind us, but that does not mean we still can't be thankful for Midco Sports Network, specifically their coverage of North Dakota athletics. We've got live hockey and basketball coming your way from now through March, plus North Dakota Hockey Central on Friday nights and the binge-worthy UND football web series day by day on Midco SN's YouTube channel. Tis the season for Midco Sports Network. This is how we do sports, and this is the Build Shaves Podcast. Welcome to episode 17 of the Build Shaves podcast. Alex Seinert, Build Shaves, producer David Polsky here with you on the Monday after Thanksgiving. A good Thanksgiving weekend, hopefully for you at home and I think for all of us in this room, Bill. Would you would you agree? Yeah, a little, little bit of bounce back, I think, for yeah. certainly hockey, and uh, that was helpful. I, I think uh, watched uh, watched your call last night as I was flipping through again. Uh, there was a, uh, a replay on, and... That was an interesting 84 seconds, huh? It certainly was, yeah. Um, my, uh, <laughs> the, the range in my voice went up an octave there when Rhett scored that second goal. It was just, just the, you just don't see that. Three goals in 84 seconds when you're down three to one. It, just, it, was, it was a fun night. It was a really rough opening two and a half periods, and then just the wave came, and it was really fun to be a part of. It was a, a fun game, fun weekend. Yeah, sure. I thought... Anchorage played pretty well yeah. uh, as well, and they kind of stuck to their game plan. And uh, and and you know, I they got probably some pretty good bounces as well. And so, but that's part, that's part of it, though. <laughs> that's right. right? That's yep. part of it. And uh, you know, we just found a way to uh, you know, it was critical uh, getting a couple power play goals, and that was really really helpful. And then uh, and then Rhett's uh, uh, individualistic effort really was 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 awesome. Kind of. Uh, Kind of reminded me of a, a Tottenham Hotspur uh, goal that I saw uh, yesterday as well, or the day before. <laughs> We're going to get to that. I had the exact same thought. That's awesome that you truth, said that. Isn't it's it? the truth. Sunghai men running just down the, the other, flank. Just the other way. Just the opposite direction. Yeah, yep. right on his backhand. and Sunghai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that on the B side. But um, yeah, and, <laughs> a very happy Bill Chaves after a 3-1 Spurs win over rival Chelsea to move into third place in the EPL table. But again, more more on that to come. How was your Thanksgiving, by the way? Good good Turkey Day. Yeah, last great. I mean, it worked out. It you know obviously uh, I think like most of us, uh, especially our our folks in the football office, they wish they were uh, prepping for a game, and uh, unfortunately that wasn't the case. And only watched a little bit of FCS playoffs. I'll be honest with you, Alex. Um, uh, obviously, we had some things going on uh, as far as uh, UND athletics, and that, that obviously takes major priority. So, uh, so made sure that we, you know, watched a number of our, our games uh, throughout the weekend. But really good, really good. Kind of a little low key that day, but that that worked out very, very well. How about yourself? Yeah. Uh, same here. Yeah, kind of a quiet Thanksgiving here in Grand Forks with my, with my wife and my little girl, and it was much quieter than usual. Usually, we have a big family gathering down in South Dakota, but. Um, because of the UND events and, and everything going on, it was tough to get back this year. But there's Thanksgiving is just a special holiday. It's just a, a special time just to really sit and, and think about the things that you've been blessed with over the course of the year right. and to really have that sense of, you know, we, we talked about it last week, all, all the things that happen in this world. And, and there are lots of, lots of good and lots of bad, but you have a chance to sort of put it in perspective over a meal with people that you love on, on a specific day like that. Yeah, it's, you know, you, any of us are, you know, 
a minute away from something really, you know, going south and, and all of a sudden life changes on a dime. And so, uh, so if you're fortunate enough to have uh, health and your family and your friends, uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty special. I would agree. Yeah. Well, one of the big things we already kind of touched on it, a bit from a UND athletics perspective this past weekend, I think starting with, with hockey sweep of Alaska Anchorage is probably a good place to start. That was a home event that we got a chance to watch in person and, and two games that UND really needed again, coming off, a tough stretch against Western Michigan the week before. They had lost three straights. They needed to get some momentum entering this final stretch of some difficult series in the NCHC coming up. They looked great on Friday. A really dominant 5-2 win over an Anchorage team that is not very good. I mean, one of the last teams in the country in terms of win percentage pair-wise, etc. But UND looked like a team that was on a mission on Friday. And I think that was good for fans to see them complete a full 60-minute performance in a game that they expected to win and came out and did so. Yeah, you know, I don't disagree with you regarding the, the, the opposition, but the one thing I will say is, you know, when you get to load up, so to speak, on a, uh, on a weekend and you're not necessarily coming in like on a Tuesday night yeah. off a of back-to-back somewhere else and you're maybe, you know, struggling as a team, you know, they, they had some time to, to work through some things and they were kind of down in the lower 48, if you will, and they had, uh, you know, I guess stopped. I was talking to their coach at the uh, at the luncheon last Friday and, uh, you know, they, they were in Duluth mm-hmm. and they, they kind of were working on some things. And so, you know, I, I think they're just a young team just trying, to you know get better and, and and I'll tell you what I thought they showed some grit on Saturday night yeah. and uh, you know they took some opportunity that was uh, uh, afforded them and uh, boy uh, you know if it wasn't for you know a couple uh, you know power play opportunities and, and conversions you know it, it could have been difficult but got the win which was awesome and uh and now we look ahead right i mean yeah. we go uh, go to duluth and uh that'll be one heck of a series yeah i would think so certainly coming up friday saturday in amsoil arena by the way saturday's game you can watch live on midco sn excited to bring that game back from the shores of lake superior uh, you mentioned the power play that's really been clicking and like you said that was a big point of emphasis i think over the last couple of weeks but they've now scored und has scored six power play goals in their last three games they got two each yep. on friday and then two big ones on saturday <laughs> I think Saturday's game was a great advertisement for why sports are so much fun because there's so much unpredictability about it. And you saw, like you said, a team that has come 2,200 miles from the last frontier and has been down, you know, like I said, played, played in Marquette against Northern Michigan last week, spent some time in Duluth, just had been focused solely on hockey for the last week, and then came out with a purpose on Saturday and played tough against North Dakota. But UND found a way to flip the switch when it really mattered and really set that building up. Yeah, fire. you know, it, it, it's just interesting. I mean, and again, you think about it, sometimes you might get that team uh, having just flown in or, or whatever. You just don't know. Yeah. And so, but I thought they did a nice job in that regard. And yeah, I, I was in the press conference, uh, you know, post game, and I thought that, you know, the, the, the key word was, uh, you know, simplify. They, they simplified some things and I think they, you know, were getting some, you know, some shots on net and I, you know, those are the things just, you know, sometimes you, you want to pass the puck. Right. But I mean, I think you can sometimes overpass the puck and I think just getting pressure and getting a, a, a shots was, was, was huge. And so we did and uh, found a way to, to, to score some goals. And I know uh, as, as tough as probably the two and a half periods were for the folks there on Saturday <laughs> night, I think they enjoyed that somewhat. What, yeah. uh, that that two minute uh, stretch, so to speak, it I was think, awesome. I think they did too. They did. I they think did. they enjoyed it a lot. We had joked on the broadcast that um, 
you know, Jake, poor Jake, Jake Brandt, who again is the color analyst w- with me for Midco, and he's been doing this for four years now and was a UND goaltender, of course, in the early 2000s and just loves this program so much. And he was so down uh, midway through that game just because it just sort of felt inevitable that, gosh, I don't know if we're going to be able to get the job done tonight. And then to see that just flip so much and he went from the lowest of lows to the highest of highs in 84 seconds and just... Sports, man, you just never know. Well, you, you kind of felt that if we could just get, get one. Get the one, yep. You know, you just felt that. And uh, and it just was one of those, you know, we just weren't, um, you know, we just didn't have the luck to get it. And yeah. uh, But, boy, we had to hold on in the last minute, too. Yes, we <laughs> You right. know, I mean, yeah. you know, they did a good job. I mean, they kept the puck in the zone. And, uh, you know, sometimes we just we couldn't relieve pressure at times. Mm-hmm. But uh, we – Got out of there, and uh, you know, I found a way, and uh, this gives us a chance—a little bit of a little bit of momentum heading into Duluth. Yeah, UND now seven five and one on the season. Yep. Back to two games above five hundred. They'll be ranked in the teens, you know, this week in the top twenty. They're taking on now the number two team in the country, of course, Minnesota Duluth, the defending national champs. They're nine two and one on the season. They've had a great run. Um, mm-hmm. All of that young. Freshman talent in the decor now are all sophomores that Scott Sandlin's helping develop. Uh, they're, they're obviously a very good team and a team that we've had a tough time with over the last several seasons. Got a big win last year in St. Paul in the frozen faceoff in the yep. game UND needed to have. But uh, this has been kind of the, you know, gosh, the the, the, the bogey team, as you'd call it, over yep. in England. They, they, they just for whatever reason, a team that plays a very similar physical style that North Dakota has just had a tough time getting past lately. No doubt. And, and so – you know, I think our guys, though, they'll be up for the challenge and they know what's ahead of them. And, uh, you know, tough back-to-back weekends with Duluth and then Denver. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I think our guys, they'll be they'll be ready for it. Just a good week of practice and away we go. Yeah, that's the beauty about this. When you play such a difficult schedule and you play an NCHC schedule, yep. it is going to be difficult. North Dakota gets a chance now to test themselves, improve their position in the pairwise, see some of the best teams in the country as they aspire to be week in, week out, and now you're getting into that stretch where, like you said, next two series, the last two national champs that are both top ten teams and playing great hockey right now. So Yeah, you know what's interesting is is really watching, um, you know, our freshmen play. And, uh, you know, I just think there probably is a point where – they were so dominant in in the junior team that they were on. Now mm-hmm. it's really shift by shift, and you've yeah. got to bring it every shift, or else you're going to find it in the back of the net pretty quick. Yeah. And so, uh, um, and you know, I, I think our guys are getting some valuable, uh, you know, experience. But but certainly, there's a growing, uh, you know, a growing pains, if you will, to mm-hmm. some degree that gives you the opportunity to hopefully knock on wood as we head and turn the calendar. You know, our guys are going to have you know a heck of a, a experience underneath their belt and you know and again you know at some stage of the game we will get nick back at some stage who knows when that will be but yeah. uh but um you know we will and uh we'll be all the better for it because it's almost like our lineup will get deeper mm-hmm. if you will end up putting a three four or five hitter into the, the lineup <laughs> that's right well that's like you said that that the responsibilities that some of the guys have had to take on themselves now you have that experience and you're hopefully still going to continue that level of play. But now you've got someone else that's going to help carry the load with you. And one of your best players, whenever Nick Jones does come back and he's not skating yet and they don't know what the timetable is, uh, that will be a big boost to this team, hopefully sooner than later. But uh, big series coming up this weekend again, Duluth Friday, Saturday from Amsoil Arena. Uh, You talked about getting valuable experience for a young group. Same thing kind of for the women's basketball team and the men's basketball team this past week. The women nearly winning their first game against a Big Ten opponents. Penn State came oh so close, up by 10. And then maybe just the moment, the pressure, I think the Nittany Lions really put the press on late. 
and uh, UND ends up falling 75-68. But they gave it a great go out in Happy Valley, nearly came up with a big win. They did. Game of runs, for sure. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, found a way to really have a, a you know, a, a legit shot there in the fourth quarter. And just, you're right. I mean, I think those teams that, how should I say, maybe were favored to win or whatever you want to call it, they're at home. They are. They're going to they're gonna be desperate. And I think they played desperate. And unfortunately, we weren't able to, uh, to, to finish it out in the 40 minutes. But, you know, you, you have to think that the team, uh, you know, feels pretty good about how they played. Now we go back to back in, in New England uh, against Rhode Island on uh, Tuesday night, yep. which uh, will be today when this thing gets posted, uh, the pod, uh, and then Wednesday at UMass. So it'll be interesting how that plays itself out. Lexi Clabo had an unbelievable game against yeah, Penn she State. Did. Like, yeah, from she a shooting did. percentage perspective, what, 27 points, yep. 10 boards. I mean, just, again, proving why she's one of the best in the country. Really, no doubt. Bar, bar none at her position. And uh, you could see there were different moments in that game. Jill Morton stepped up kind of midway through the third quarter when UND kind of went on their run to gain that 10-point lead. It's just going to be a matter of who's going to be able to step up alongside her consistently. That's going to be one of the keys to this North Dakota team this season for their success moving forward. No doubt, no doubt. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, I think the team will continue to gel. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, knock on wood, hopefully we can build off of what transpired in Happy Valley uh, in, uh, in New England. Uh, you mentioned, yeah, Rhode Island Tuesday, UMass Wednesday. The men, by the way, getting set for uh, a road swing and then and then a home stand for, for once, kind of at, at the tail end of this week. But they, uh, they're coming off a loss down in Orem, Utah. Again, another close defeat. Utah Valley, a game that they trailed really from the start, pulled ahead 58-55 uh, on an and Moody three-pointer, and then just just things didn't go their way down the stretch, and they ended up falling a in a close one. Yeah, I would have to. I I texted with Brian. I was actually watching it before I went over to the Ralph and uh, tough, tough sequence under a minute to play. There was an over and back call that that didn't, or a non -call. Get, that didn't get called. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you saw scratching. it. It 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 seemed very. Um, how should I say? Uh, it looked seemed like an over and back yeah. to me. I don't know if there was a tip or not. But where it was a kind of a telltale sign is their guard kind of went back and, and kind of, I think, was resigned to the fact sure. that it was going to be a turnover and all of a sudden heard no whistle, <laughs> thought, hey, I've got a reprieve, comes rolling yeah. up and splashes a three. Good on him. I mean, he hit, he's the one that hit the three. But instead of being up one, less than a minute to go yeah. with the ball, all of a sudden now you're down two. Yeah. And so that was a tough sequence. Yeah, it's just one of those things when uh – you know, for UND, they had a great chance to improve to 5-1, and one would have been their best start in the D1 era. Now, yep. you know, 4-2 and two still, positive things moving forward. And now a chance, really. Utah Valley, I think a team kind of, again, in UND's mold, yep. similar type of a team. Yep. They get two more like that on the way. Montana State on the road, of course, and, and Idaho at home in this Big Sky Summit League series that's yep. in its first year. These are good tests for Great this program. Great tests. That's right. And, and I think, uh, you know, we, we'll do more – we'll try to do more scheduling like this as well. We're talking about that in the Summit League, uh, you know, potentially maybe with the Horizon yeah. League. And just, uh, you know – like I said, it gives you a chance to get a couple of home games, uh, you know, on an annual basis, and and you get road games with with like uh, competition, and just gives you a chance. So uh, um, going to Montana State, I know they've they've gotten off to a little bit of a rough start here, but they're they're dangerous in Bozeman, and they've got Taylor Hall, and yeah. he's a pretty good player. And so I don't know. I mean, uh, we'll see what happens. We just got to keep getting better on, on that side of the ledger. I know we've got so many new faces. He's still trying to figure out rotations, and uh, you know who's going to be in at one point in time and then to have idaho here on saturday i think three o'clock tip right 
I, I believe that's so. Yep. Yep. That's and so three o'clock tip, and uh, hopefully, uh, if you're uh, if you're around, please would love to uh, have you at the Betty and, and and support these guys. And uh, so we'll see what happens this week. But I think two really good tests for the team and uh, two good opportunities. Yeah, for sure. Um, when you talk about opportunity. Great opportunity afforded to Danny Freund with the UNC yeah, football team. We, yeah. we, we came on the pod last week on a Monday before news broke, of course, that Bubba Schweiger had made a change in coaching staff. And always difficult when you have yep, to, tough. To, to make those types of decisions. Paul Rudolph and Luke Kanoff uh, not getting their contracts renewed, the offensive coordinator and offensive line coach. But North Dakota moving quickly. Bubba deciding to promote Danny, who, of course, had been here for a long time, first as a quarterback, then as a uh, quarterbacks coach, running backs coach, receivers coach most recently, and now going to be the offensive coordinator. Uh, just kind of talk me through from your lens that process over the past week or so for UND football. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you're always uh, analyzing how can you continue to evolve as a program. You know, I, I, I tend to not want to use the term all the time getting better because at the end of it all, let's just say you are better. I mean, how are you going to get better than, say, winning a conference tournament or a championship? You know, so yeah. I mean, I think you're. I think the better term is continuing to evolve as a program. And uh, I think you know, uh, Coach Schweiger. You know, we've kind of analyzed. Uh, you know, a few things that I think uh, as we're as we're kind of heading uh, into 19, that you know, he wanted to go down a certain uh, path, and I think you know, this just uh, kind of presented itself, and I supported it, and. Uh, um, and away we go. I think Danny uh, will do a great job. I do. Um, you know, he'll certainly bring, uh, you know, a, a world of energy. If anybody knows Danny, they're going to know, you know, he, that that's one thing that we're not going to lack on that side of the yeah. ball for sure. And so so I think the guys are pretty excited about that. Now we still have to bring in two new uh, faces to the uh, um, to the puzzle, if you will, uh, have to replace Danny's slot as a wide receivers coach and then also an offensive line coach. And so uh, both of those will be critical hires. But I think the timing of it, if you if you felt as if you potentially had someone on the staff, it made sense to make yeah. sure you got it done as soon as you could because obviously recruiting's going on, and now you've got that early signing period, right. early date in December. You want to make sure that if you've got some commits out there on the offensive side of the ball, they know who the coordinator's going to be. Well, that's just it. I think when, when the news broke that UND was going to make a change at those positions, there's that old adage like you you want to hurry up but you you don't want to rush like you want to make sure you get the right person in place but you also need to do so because the clock's ticking a little bit you need to do so quickly because as you said early december december what 18th i believe is early signing I think it's 20th. Sure, or twice is it's that thursday 20th. yep so the fact that that's less than a month away and you've got guys that have verbally committed but yep. now you commit to a certain scheme and a certain set of guys and you don't know now, is that scheme going to stay the same or is that the guy that's going to be running the plays and, and running the old line? Like, what, what's going to happen with that? Now the fact that you've got that cohesiveness with, with a guy in Danny Freund that has familiarity within the program, of course, built up over over a decade of experience here and a guy that I think the players who are currently a part of this system all really enjoyed playing for. And we, we did a couple different things with Danny and the receiving group this past year. And you can just tell, like, they really enjoy being – his guys, you yep. know, from that in that position group, but now that whole offense gets to be his guys, and it's uh, it's exciting. As you said, search isn't going to stop because now they got two more positions to fill still. But um, great to have that box checked for Bubba Schweiger and his coaching staff. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and so uh, you know, it, you know, I think uh, the way it's all going to play itself out, we we certainly have got a, a number of at least commits that we believe that are on the radar screen. But you know, now Bubba's out. Um, you know, now that he's kind of understands, you know, who's going to lead that offensive side of the ball. You know, we can kind of 
I don't say take our time a little bit more on the other two positions, but but that's can, truly no. the yeah. case. I mean, it really is because now you know the, he's going to be out visiting, uh, you know, and again revisiting with uh, you know kids that we think that are, are going to be making their way to Grand Forks. And so uh, now that you know you've got Danny and Toe, you're in pretty good shape. Yeah. Well, we're talking about football, North Dakota obviously coming up one win short of the FCS playoffs, which started this past weekend. As you look at the landscape, Bill, what kind of stood out to you of the games that you saw on Saturday? CAA had a rough, rough, uh, rough Saturday. They really did. Yeah. I, a couple surprises to me, I mean, out there. Um, but, you know, you never know. You know, I mean, it's not like, uh, you know, you go into a game, sometimes it's a matchup thing. You just you have no idea how it's all going to play itself out. Sometimes it's a health scenario. And so they just had – they kind of had a weird Saturday, you know. I mean, they just did. I mean, they're, they're – as we all know, they're they're a very good league and uh, they have some quality teams over there. And um, But, you know, they just had one of those weird Saturdays that it just uh, didn't go well for them. Yeah, they went one for four. Again, six teams from the CAA got in. Maine was a seeded team, so obviously they didn't play. But everybody else either lost or, again, Delaware. The only win was James Madison over Delaware. <laughs> Someone from the CAA was going to win in that particular game. So the, of the four losses, the, the three teams who got beat only scored four total touchdowns combined in those, four, in those three defeats outside of the all-CAA game uh, between Delaware and James Madison. It, it kind of makes you look you know, from a committee perspective and think, gosh, were, was this conference maybe as good as we sort of assumed it was now that there were only two CAA teams yeah, left? You know, and I think it, it's, it's hard. I can talk both sides of this is that – it's hard not to say this is how many teams get in from a certain conference, but I do believe that when the committee's looking at, say, the last several um, teams, they're not necessarily looking at the conference. They're just yeah. looking at their body of work. Mm -hmm. Now, having said that, I'm probably not doing a great job in explaining this fact that if they're all coming from the same conference, chances are they're playing the same teams. Yeah. So they've got to value those, those games higher than, say, other – other conference games uh, with other teams. And so all that to be said, yeah, just a weird week for them. I mean, for sure. Now, Jacksonville State goes up to Maine, I think. So that's Correct. interesting. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, and who knows? And JMU, I think, goes to Colgate. Yeah, Colgate, yep. Mm -hmm. So that'll be interesting uh, as well. And so, you know, this week is uh, always an interesting week. The 16, the eight games, I always find that this is, this is a great week. And so uh, um, there'll be a lot of good, uh, lot of good games out there. I know Northern Iowa, they kind of eked one out. So they'll squeaked go to Davis. It. Yep. They squeaked it. 16, 13. It but they found a way. One. They found a way. They found a Did way. Did not play. For, a lot of people online were calling for a quarterback change in that game. There was just, they just didn't look very good, but doesn't matter. It, it's a win. And like you said, now they get UC Davis. Yeah. So now four big sky schools made the tournament. Three of them were seated, so they all had moved on. But Montana State got the win over Incarnate Word, a team that we had joked about a couple of weeks ago about having this weird potential game against Iowa State. That's now off the schedule anyway. Drake has filled that spot. Yes. So so they didn't they couldn't quite have the cake and eat it as well. They lost in the first round and they don't get the payday against the Cyclones. That's right. So That's tough, right. tough break for them. But a good good win for Montana State who looked pretty good. They get to go to Fargo this coming week, so that'll be an interesting test to see how they do against the Bison and uh, Eastern Washington, by the way, gets Nichols, yep. who, got, who got a bit, put up 40-something points or whatever, mm -hmm. so a Southland team that yep. played well. Uh, just, you know, this is, this is the week, as you said, that you really get a chance. The whole field now, minus the, the, the opening six that have gotten beat, are now playing each other. And you sort of get the top, the top 16, quote-unquote, now are, are involved here. And 
it's a fun it's a fun Saturday of football. It is. It really is. Time. It should be a uh, it should be fun to watch for sure. Um, you know, uh, around the country, but you know, but that doesn't mean that at three o'clock you're not going to be at the Betty watching the men's basketball true. team against Idaho. There are more important things. That's a That's good plug right. right there. That's a good plug. <laughs> just saying <laughs> you got no absolutely you got to absolutely that'd be that Idaho game by the way should be a lot of fun that's a Vandal team that came in last year that was very successful in the big sky of yeah. course last season and uh some familiar names on that group that are back yeah it's so funny we talked about like the familiarity that North Dakota used to have of course with the old Summit League schools then they sort of picked that up with the big sky schools and now they're familiar with the big sky teams aren't so much with the Summit League schools hey here's a familiar team now coming back that's I exactly know. right hey I know. here we go that's yeah exactly so it's right. funny how that takes only about five or six years that flips pretty quick that's right? exactly right um, so that's a good time coming up on Saturday by the way we're talking about postseason stuff volleyball postseason um, North Dakota of course you know lost in the quarterfinals of the Summit League tournament there was a bit of an upset if you listened to the pod last week we talked about you know Denver falling in the championship game they only had one loss the entire season they lose to USD in five. We had talked, well, will they get in as an at-large? You know, that hadn't happened before for two Summit League schools to make the tournament. The selection special was Sunday night. We find mm-hmm. out that Denver did make the field of yep. 64, made the bid dance. They'll, they'll play Utah. Denver gets Creighton, or excuse me, Denver gets Utah. USD gets Creighton. That's right. So a couple of, I mean, good regional matchups for these two teams and, and potentially opportunities to win opening round games. I, you, you never I know. think so. I, you know, and again, I think it just, uh, it, it says a lot about, um, you know, the fact that the volleyball committee did go down that path, which is awesome. It really is because there's, again, as we said last week, if Denver doesn't make it as an at-large with the resume they have and the history they had, that would have been tough. And so good for them. And you know what? They'll, they'll go. They're right in the region. And uh, I'm sure they'll afford themselves very, very well. Yeah. So good thing for the Summit League. Again, if, it's you're, great. if you're a Summit League fan, it's regardless great. of, hey, who cares about USD? Who cares about Denver? But this is about the league. And the league getting two bids, that just shows, like you said, the committee's paying attention. And if your resume is good enough and you have one slip up at the final hurdle in a tournament, that's, right. that's not necessarily going to cost you a spot that's right. in the big dance. So that's good, right. good for that program and good for the league in itself. Um, anything else from a UND perspective, Bill, you want to touch on? No, I think we're good. You mentioned uh, you, uh, 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 Midco will be bringing back the game on Saturday, correct? Yes, yep. yep. And that's we had the original contract was we would we would bring back both Friday and Saturday sure. from Duluth. That was the plan, and then we would send that station back the two games when Duluth comes to the Ralph, I believe, in late January. But CBS Sports Network picked up, as they as they will at times, picks up Friday games across the country in the NCHC. And so they decided to pick up that UND Duluth game here in Grand Forks. So we ended up not having two games to send back to Duluth. And then that kind of Fox Sports North came in and said, hey, we'd like this Friday game. So we sort of lost our, our leverage there to say, like, well, we have two games to give to you. Now we only had one to sure, give back. So sure. that's why that's why both of those games from Duluth won't be coming back our way. But uh, but the nice thing, if you get Fox Sports North Plus, you'll still be able to watch Friday night. Or, of course, nchc.tv. Yep. You'll still be able to watch Friday. And then, again, Saturday will be live on Midco Sports Network. So the politics of it is. I mean, all that, all that's that right. Is, it's all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, well, it's, it's good. No, other than that, uh, I think we're good. Cool. All right. Let's. Flip the record over and go to, the, go to a, 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 we'll call it a mixed B-side today for Bill. The good happened on Saturday, and we alluded to it earlier. Again, it was a big London derby, Spurs versus Chelsea, three versus four in the English Premier League. And it seemed that just a week ago, Bill Chafe said, I believe the words were, we're terrible. We're not good. This isn't going to go well. You're up three to nothing 
early in this contest, and you come out with a big 3-1 win over the Blues. Big time performance from Riccio Pacchettino and the, com- and the crew. Yeah, big big week. We uh, we actually play Inter on on Wednesday, yes, and then uh, play Arsenal yes, over the weekend. Which, so which is the big one, the big rivalry. That, that, that's that's a that's a that's a big week for sure. So uh, no, they they played they played well. Um, not sure we didn't get a, a break at, at, at not hauling down one of their uh, one of their uh, their guys in the box, but uh, we'll take the ah. nine call. We'll take the nine call. <laughs> and uh, but there was a they they I thought they were they were far better than yeah. Chelsea. I yeah. mean uh, for however that went i mean we we just uh we were we played very very well on saturday so that was good that was good and uh but big week ahead yeah. just uh you know the way it's all playing out right now i'm not sure if man you there just seem to be struggling enough that it really seems like a five for four right now yeah doesn't it i would i would agree with that and really it's three for two because I, I'm not to put the hex on Liverpool or Man City, <laughs> and, and, but 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 Stop really, it, Bill. but but it's Stop true. Stop on this reverse <laughs> jinx but here. But it's true. No, you're yeah. It I feels think that it's way. true. It feels that way. I think it's three for two. Yeah. Um, is that the best you've seen Tottenham play this season? By the Easily. way. Easily. Yeah. Easily. They were. They looked fresh. Yeah. You know, and I don't know what Pochettino did, but he put Deli Alley on one of their top guys and kind of shut him down. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, I, I can't really tell the strategy. I just know that th- <laughs> at the end of the day, we scored more goals, which was good. So it was a big win. It was a big win. Big win. It was good. It was really good. So now Spurs sit in third place. And as you said, Champions League coming up, tough trip. Again, their Champions League dream is, they're, a, is they're, alive. Yeah, they're here. They're, they're here, excuse they're, me. They had, they had been to the, the San Siro last time out. But um, – they need they need some things to happen. They need to win this week. They, they have, gotta win. They have one more game in the group stage coming up after this at Barcelona. And, and yeah, it's gonna be a tough one. Tough um, one. But right right now, Barca and Inter kind of have that group in in yep. hand. But you never know. Goofy things happen all the time. PSV has proven they can beat teams. Keep keep faith alive. It's well, not, you, it's not you over just yet. have to win. You just yeah. have to win Wednesday. Yeah. And then see what happens. Yeah. Good place to start. That's so, it. I mean, yeah. I just play better and, and really they should have won the last time they played Inter. They yeah. just they as it, we like to say, they conceded two two goals and in a yeah. very short amount of time, yeah. and that didn't work out so uh, well. As Ray Hudson, who's one of my favorite commentators, would say, they, they stuck their finger down their throat, Bill, right at the, the, the last time of asking. And yes. uh, proceeded to throw up all over themselves. Yes, that finish. was not great. Not great. But, again, a chance to redeem yourself at Wembley against uh, Inter Milan. So good good match coming up Wednesday. Uh, Liverpool, by the way, have PSG, who might, not be with, might be without Neymar this week. Must win for them as well. Their Champions League bid to move on to the final 16. Where's that kind match? Of hanging on and bounce. That is in... Oh boy, I think that's in Paris. I think I'd have to double check. I think they beat PSG at Anfield in the first leg. Yeah, and it's at it's at Paris Saint Germain. That's so, going to be tough. Tough, tough match. But again, you know, it's a Liverpool team that is coming off a three nothing win over Watford this weekend. Looked pretty good doing it. They went down a man late in the second half and still scored a goal to seal it off, even though it was ten against eleven. Um, yeah, big big match for them. That it's you know you, you talk about Liverpool being in the position now where it feels like things are going pretty well, but you're only one bad result away from not feeling so great. And even though they're tops of the table in their particular group in the Champions League, you do have to go on the road against the PSG team with Kylian Mbappe and yep. Edinson Cavani and some of these big stars. So crazy things can happen. But uh, but obviously, just like Spurs, a win and you feel really good. And with only one game left, you got a little bit of a breathing space and you're pretty much through to the next round. And that's the point of this Champions League group that stage. That is it. Just survive in advance. That's it. That's what you do. Pretty. Um, the that was the good now for Bill Spurs yep. Spurs big win for them. The bad, of course, was was Pittsburgh having their six game winning streak snapped in Denver. It was good if you're David Folsky, who's a big Broncos fan. 
Um, we were talking pre talking prepod. What happens out there in Mile High Stadium? What happens to the Steelers team? Typical Steelers on the road. It's uh, <laughs> they're a mixed bag. Yeah. They're uh, they're a complete box of chocolates. I mean, you don't know what you're going to get, and uh, you know what you got. Actually, you know what they actually were very consistent. I mean, at the end of the day, they turned it over and the Broncos, Broncos didn't. Did. There you go. And you know what? When that happens, I think they were minus four. Not yeah. many times can you win a game Tough when you're to, minus four. Tough to come back. From. And still had a shot. <laughs> still a seven-point game. I, I would imagine that would be the frustrating thing as a seal. That's like sort of the silver lining in all this of like, well, gosh, if we just hang on to the football one more time, we probably win the game. But it's maddening at the other sense that oh my gosh you can argue we were so close you you can argue though they had no right winning last week so at that's the end, true at the end of the day if you said if you go down the, the the 16 games and you said at Jacksonville at Denver you probably said eh, if we get a split there we're probably we probably sign up for that yeah. generally yeah. yeah but you know what the way it all played itself out. I don't know. I mean, Denver's playing better, but, you know, they just weren't going to make mistakes, and they just kept, continued to let let the Steelers make mistakes, and uh, and they obliged. Pittsburgh now 7-3-1 on the season. New England has leapfrogged them they for have. the two-seed. But, again, a lot of game left. They'll still play each other here in a Playing couple of weeks. each other in Pittsburgh. So, you know. And we changed the catch rule, I think, so we're good there. <laughs> Are we set there? We're set there. Okay. I think we're set. Good. Um, so, good. so just because just because it feels like, you know, that was a bad loss, which it was. And we're, I'm, as a Patriots fan, that's uh, true for the Broncos. Pretty hard yesterday. Why wouldn't it, you? Exactly. It's uh, There's still, again, we're, it's only week 13 this coming week, so yeah. still a couple weeks left. A lot will be decided before all said and done. So, yeah. No doubt. So, and the Patriots have found a way. Uh, they'll play big in the big games, but they've played weird enough on the road, too, that they're not uh, – Yeah. They weren't great yesterday either no. for a while, but they did what they had to do. Yeah, it's not a lock with them anymore. You no, I don't think so. It's, it's, it just isn't. And they, they have to host Minnesota coming up this week, which will be a tough game, but they thankfully still have the Bills and the Jets on their schedule, and you can usually kind of – Pencil those two in as, as a couple of victories. And you usually can p- pencil five and a half wins in your division most, every year. Most of the time. It's usually either one of the either at New York or at Miami. Miami. Typically like one, in September. One of those two will September jump up it's very hot. I see them over by the water cooler. <laughs> There's a lot of sweat coming down and they found a way to lose the game. Miami yeah. then thinks it's their year. Yep. And yep. then they go on a four game losing yep. streak, yep. end We've of October, November, yep. and then you're back to seven and nine. <laughs> Right, and That's you're picking 16th in the draft. Just remind it. Just, just I mean, run just, it back. just send it back every time. The so. Dolphins. Not to go down this road too much, but the poor Dolphins yesterday against the Colts. That was a game they had locked up, and then somehow found a way to let that slip away. It was like tw- it was 24-17 late, and I w- was playing with my daughter, and I came back in and looked, and it was 27-24, and the game was over. And Andrew Luck had led Indianapolis back down for a late score. It just Typical. That's kind of what you, you just don't expect Miami to win those games, and, and they didn't. They've, they have, you know, because I'm old enough, I, I remember when they were really good, right? I mean, like really good, like sure. in the 70s. The damn, Start yeah, there. Sure, sure, sure. Start yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. undefeated, okay. all and those then, yeah. And then Dan Marino, they were good enough, yeah. but they were always a perennial playoff team. Yep. You always won, you know, this is their year, this is their year, this is yeah. – nope, they, just, they got there the one time, right? Yep. And that was it. But other than that – um, boy, they've gone on a long streak of not being very good. Yeah. And they, they're kind of a perennial, a historical type of team, given the fact that they've got the undefeated thing going. Yeah, yeah, the back-to-back titles in the early 70s. Yep. It just feels like that era, the Shula era, the Zonka era, like the Greasy era, that was so long ago now, and they've not been 
that type of a team for so long. It's amazing how we talk about culture, right? And this bleds into North Dakota, of course. But when you think about how a franchise, a program, a university, et cetera, can build something up, you can, you can, it's hard to get there. But then it's also hard to maintain that. And you can see how these, these franchises can have these great moments. Again, Dolphins were the team of the 70s. Really, Dolphins and Steelers. I mean, that's yeah. not, not taken away. I'm sorry. That no, was a slight. No. I might as well have just slapped Bill across no, the face right there to the say Dolphins the Dolphins were the Raiders teams the and the Steelers and the that, Cowboys. Yeah. Those, those, were, those the, were the teams. And the yeah. Vikings were there. You know, four times, right? I mean, <laughs> just just couldn't just couldn't get across the finish line. Oh, they just couldn't. Just couldn't. Do I it. mean, sorry, they, sorry, Vikings. Fans. But 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 yes, it is yeah. hard, right? I mean, yeah. you get to a point, and I think where you have to continually assess is, yeah, how do you continue? Again, we started from the beginning. How do you evolve yeah. as a program? And and just because it got you to where you are today doesn't mean it's it's going to work next year. So you just have to keep figuring that out. That's the one thing that, again, I'll give, well, I'll give uh, Belichick and Brady a, a lot of credit in this regard. They've won a lot of different ways. Their recipe yes. seems to always change. Yeah. And, and I think people can learn a lot about that. I mean, I, that one Monday night game against the Steelers, they passed every down in the first half. I mean, that, I mean and then I think they ran every down in the second yeah. half. And it's just it – just, that's what they do. Yeah. They exploit what they think they can exploit, and that's what they do. Yeah, it's a great example of how you can – you talk about evolution. You, you look at your personnel. You look at the opposition. You decide what the best plan of attack is for this particular week or this, this drive or this half in the context of the bigger picture. And then this guy – and it doesn't matter if it's the Super Bowl. That's right. You know what I mean? There's the, and it's just crazy the yeah. way that has worked itself out. And I, I wonder if you, like, you took the 32 teams – I mean, truly, how many – are operating that way. I, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot that just say, this is what we do. Yeah. Which isn't a bad philosophy. I mean, that's, if you really hammer home, this is who we are. We want to have this identity, but it's probably not, maybe not, not, not the best, maybe not the best philosophy. If you want to have sustained success over the course of, again, two Well, plus I mean, I think like culturally yeah. you want to be able to say that I do this 75% of the time. Sure. That, that's, that, that's we don't it. deviate yep. on that. Yeah. But here's the other 25% yeah. that we've got to figure out, hey, and again, I was just listening to the commentators. They were saying Chelsea's back line maybe is not as fast or quick, and, and Tottenham kept exploiting mm -hmm. it. And you know what? If it's working, you you exploit it. So I give Pochettino credit for doing whatever he had to do at that point. So, um, but I think that's that's coaching, Alex. Yeah. I mean, it's a you know what do coaches do? And a lot of a lot of times people don't see how much goes into it. Especially let's take for example football. Right, eleven games, three hours on set, thirty-three hours out of how many hours during the year that you're with your guys, prepping yeah. them, doing the things you need to do. And, you know, it's just, it's really kind of a crazy thing when you think about it. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, as far as getting the tests and, uh, <laughs> you know, however that plays itself out, um, you know, but we all signed up for it. Yeah. There you go. We all signed up for it <laughs> and, and, and gladly. Yeah. That, yes, exactly. And gladly and, and, and really awesome to have the opportunity so other than that you're you went two and oh for the weekend yeah, that's a pretty good weekend yeah, yeah that's a good yeah, weekend and you slid yeah. into the bye weeks uh, or the number two slot yeah <laughs> so there's that we'll take it we'll all take right. all this no gotcha. it's good thanks david really yeah. appreciate it yeah. yeah appreciate that thanks this bumps yeah awesome um i, I want to finish with this and it's it's kind of a little bit be almost seasidey but i'm not sure if um we were talking about yeah, yeah exactly. we're going to lake superior this weekend of course seaside Make, makes sense um Copa Libertadores. Now, this is down in South, South America. Excuse me. Uh, I don't know if you were following this story or not, but this is the 
basically the Champions League of South American football, club football. And you've got Boca Juniors and River Plate, who are the two big teams in Buenos Aires in Argentina. These are probably the two kind of, you know, this, this is the Man U versus the whatever, Chelsea. Like, these are the two best in South America, typically. The um, Copa Libertadores is the top competition for the best club teams in that continent. Until this year, the two best teams from each individual country, though, could not play each other in the final. They worked it out so you were either on the same side of the bracket or whatever. This is the first year they could actually meet in a championship match. Mm -hmm. There's a two-leg playoff, one in Boca, one at River Plate. They played the first leg a week ago or whatever, and then they go to play the second leg this past week. And you talk about passion between these two fan bases and hatred, really, between these two fan bases. The identity amongst the supporters is so ingrained in how your team performs against the opposition. So, yeah, it's Red Sox-Yankees, but to a, a completely different level. The, the Boca team bus, as they're going to the game, gets attacked oh. by River Plate fans and smashes windows in the bus, and there's, like, tear gas and all this crazy stuff. Some of the players get injured. They have to postpone the match, obviously, because you're not going to try and go play when you guys have actually been, physically been assaulted. Right. They postpone it a couple days. They go to play it again. Similar scenes of violence before the match. They can't, they can't seem to make this work. They can't have crowd control. Fans are clashing with police, all this stuff. They eventually have to abandon the match, period. And so they're not going to finish. It's, it's hmm. a game that will never, ever be played. And it's just, um, it was really sad because this was a chance for this great spectacle of these two old rivals, two of the greatest teams on the continent, finally getting to play in the continent's greatest club competition in a final. And the fact that fans are so passionate, mm -hmm. it ends up not even taking place. Well, I, you it's know, sort of, there's it, just it, that line that it, you just can't. It, it, it's yeah. a tough line. I mean, I watched a little bit. I, I know you're talking Thanksgiving, uh, Mississippi, Mississippi State yeah. got into a, a little bit of same a brawl thing. too. You know, to it, it may, maybe yeah, a little thing. lesser extent, yeah. no question. I, I, but, but similar thought process, and that's the question: How, how can you keep it within certain guideposts? Yeah. And I, and and that that's a tough one. And uh, you know, I've, I've watched a couple documentaries on you know, obviously. Uh, um, soccer in Europe yeah. and, and some of the things that have gone on there. And yeah, you, you get to a point, Alex, and you go, wow, um, really, you hope that you can keep it somewhere <laughs> in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Right. And it just that that's it's going way overboard. But again, help me. You'll, you'll, you'll probably end it with this and probably a sad note. But help me. Was it the World Cup where um, the, 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 the own goal? And, uh, oh, and I sure. think and I think he ended up getting uh, killed. Yeah, the two Escobars is what you're referring to in yeah. the documentary. Yeah, right? Yep, yep. When yeah, they let in the goal of Colombia against the United States in 94, and the, the poor man was killed back in his home country. But that's, that's just it. I think um, I only bring this up. Obviously, it's sad. And they talked about how there have been 300 soccer-related deaths in Argentina alone in the past however many years. Like, it's insane, you know. But that's... Sports and over the course of this week with Thanksgiving, I think it just we just want to contextualize that Keep these, it in perspective. these things are important and, and we love our teams and it's great to support and it's really fun and it's it should be an escape and something where you can go and just be entertained and and like we saw on on Saturday night at the Ralph to feel something special, feel a connection when you see someone that you've been cheering for for the last four years make an unbelievable play to lift your team up to earn a victory. But at the same time, knowing that it isn't life or death, it isn't worth going across that line and taking it too far. And it, like I said, we want passionate fans for the University of North Dakota that support this team, you know, will in, will out. But at the same time, you know, if, if the team loses, it's not worth getting depressed over. And it's not worth going out and, and having a, you know, yeah, go ahead, go yeah, ahead. Well, I mean, or making in. sure that, you know, it doesn't affect you the rest of your life. Yeah.
to some degree. And then the other piece is, you know, anytime there's a disappointing result, I, I, I guarantee you that the, the, the folks that are feeling the worst are in that locker room. And, and you know, and so, you know, they, as much as you might be disappointed, we love the passion, no question. But, uh, but no, we're trying to get a good, good to great result every single match and game that we're playing. Just not possible in the in the world of competition the other team's trying to win as well and so uh but yeah that that is really sad i was not tracking on that so boy that is tough crazy stuff i mean crazy scenes and obviously it's not like that you know if minnesota comes to town like our fans aren't trying to you know hijack their bus or things like that but you see you see some of that fervor and some of that passion and some of that and you just sometimes you think everybody just needs to take a deep breath and just remember where where are we in in the world and like what really is important and how this is fun this is a fun game and a fun competition and sports are just that and that's and that should end there yep you and our, our identity shouldn't be brought up in that you know if your team wins or loses david came in and was upset that his fantasy football team got beat this weekend. His championship-winning fantasy football team lost the game. He's still in first place. It's but not better like, lose this deal. week. Better lose this week than in a couple weeks in the playoffs. But it's just kind of one of those things. I'm sure Dave felt sad and obviously was still hurting today, a day after this had happened. I couldn't sleep last night because Adam Thielen went off, uh, and I was playing against him, and it was like, oh, my gosh, if he just doesn't catch that touchdown pass, I probably win this game when I make the playoffs. But it doesn't matter. These things don't matter. No, nope, you know, not the big picture. Not big picture. Nope. No, but but it is important in a sense of performing to the highest ability that you think you can perform at. That matters. That that to me, you know, the things that you can control, that's what's important. And I think fan bases have every right to be saddened Mm -hmm. when they think that that's not occurring. Results are results, um, but at the end of it all, if 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 the effort's not there, then that's a whole nother story. And and I and I don't have at least in my short nine months here i've not seen that there hasn't been from lack of effort on on our program's part now you can make other you know uh decisions and thoughts about you know what should or shouldn't happen to some degree but there's probably a lot of dominoes that that go into that um but at the end of it all you know it's not worth it in the bigger picture just uh make if you have your we started with thanksgiving right if you have your family and you have your friends and you have health you know what? Check, check, check. Yeah, things are pretty good. That's right. Even if you take an L on the scoreboard this weekend in fantasy football, things are all still pretty You'll be good. okay. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, big thanks as always to David Folsky, our producer, Bill Chaves, of course. I'm Alex Hinder. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy the week of UND Athletics. We'll talk next week.